Welcome to Gamers Cafe, guys. I'm open for business for all the gaming news, opinions, and conferences when they happen, which is actually this week, because E3 2016 is going on, or is about to end. I think it's actually going to about to end soon. So, anyways, I'm your host, Brett Deister. Let's get on with it. All right, I'm going to do the gaming news first, and then I'm going to get my impressions of E3 2016 and all the press conferences slash shows that happened throughout the week or two days because they were only for two days. Anyways, it looks like Windows or Microsoft is going to release Halo 6 for Windows 10. Yes, so if you have Windows 10, and I know some of you are really hesitant about actually getting Windows 10, you can play the newest Halo when it comes out, which is a great thing because Halo is a really great game, fun game, but I'm always terrible with the controllers when I play first person shooter. I'm like, uh, left, up, down. Dang it! I missed it again. I'm so bad at this. So, having it on PC, especially with keyboard and mouse support, would be much appreciated. I'll be a lot better than I was without it because I'm just not that good with it. But yes, it is unofficially, officially confirmed, but yes, they will be releasing. Halo 6 to Windows 10 because they're releasing mostly everything from first party, that means Microsoft's own developers, to Xbox and Windows 10, which is actually a really great turnaround. Alright, the new revised Xbox One controller will actually work with PCs through Bluetooth. Yes, they actually will be using Bluetooth, which should make for a lot better connection, especially if they're going to use the newest Bluetooth, which is Bluetooth 5. It should be great. And you don't have to buy that Xbox wireless dongle to actually use your Xbox controllers, which is another great thing because that was kind of really ridiculous that you had to buy an extra piece of software equipment just to use an Xbox controller for your PC. Now you don't have to. Yay! Don't have to do it anymore. Yay! Microsoft is finally understanding what PC players, for the most part, actually want. We still don't like your UWP, but that's a whole nother battle and fight. Because of Windows Live, we kind of have just a sore spot for that stuff that you do, Microsoft. Plus, with Windows 10 and all the manual upgrades, or they're trying to get you to upgrade, there's a lot of bad sentiment with Microsoft, and uh, Microsoft kind of deserves it for what they've been doing with uh, Windows users and trying to get them to upgrade, and they don't want to upgrade, and sometimes their systems can't upgrade, even though I don't mind Windows 10 and I'm actually using it. I can understand some people just not wanting to use it, so I get it in some ways. Some ways I don't because it's some really bad arguments. But beyond that, yes, Windows 10 and the upgrades are terrible, but this is some goodwill at least. At least they're doing something about it. At least they're trying to, you know, get back into PC gaming and being like, look, we want you to play our games and enjoy them. And so this is really just a really great way of doing it, and kudos to Microsoft for doing this as well. Alright, now some of you are thinking, what is Allison Road? Well, it was a Kickstarter game that didn't really, well, it didn't really live up to its kickstarting campaign, and so they had a publisher, which, uh, no, well, they don't really have a publisher anymore, or a game, because it's not really going to happen. So if you are looking for a horror game, this is not the one you should be looking for, because it is canceled, the website's not working, yeah, they just basically said, we parted ways, we just couldn't deal with it, we 
the publisher developer just not working well together so we parted ways but there goes the game so if you're looking forward to it sorry you're gonna either wait for another resident evil that actually will be scary or look for something else like outlast 2 but for now on yes you cannot play Allison Road. Rare's newest game that they just announced at E3, Sea of Thieves, will be released on Windows. Like I said before, all Microsoft games that are published by Microsoft are going to be released on Xbox One and Windows, and this one is no exception to it, so we will actually be able to play like Pirates, like Sid Meier's Pirates, but newer and funnier. And well, it looked interesting. It looked kind of weird at the same time. I'm not really sure about this. It looks like a very lighthearted game. So if you're wanting to be a pirate, but not have the moodiness of the Assassin's Creed type pirates, this is the one for you. So it will be released on Windows. And that's a great news for PC gamers because more games. Yay, Microsoft's finally get the hint that maybe they should start releasing their games on Windows because it is their own platform. All right, there was an email from Gabe Newell, who is the boss of Valve, which owns Steam and has the HTC Vive, has said that exclusivity for VR is just a bad idea. And I actually agree with this, even though Oculus Rift is owned by Facebook, and Facebook kind of likes doing this and kind of likes, you know, proprietarying their software. It's never a good thing, and Oculus has shown signs of doing that in... It just doesn't look good. I'm still on the fence about VR. I still don't know if it will actually be good or bad, but this is the reality we live in right now. And so you can get a VR unit. It may be good. It may be terrible, but it will be a very exhausting gaming experience for you because it'll be a lot more intensive, and so you're going to have to take a lot more breaks than actually just watching it on a monitor and playing for hours on end. So there is a difference between just gaming normally and gaming with VR. VR is going to be a lot more intensive. It might actually be a lot better in a way, but that's that's what it's all about. But the exclusivity thing does actually hurt game developers most of the time. We used to see this in consoles where a lot of them would be like exclusive for Xbox or exclusive for PlayStation and well, it worked and it didn't work. Some small developers, it didn't really see the traction they wanted to, didn't have as much sales if they did multi-platform, and so that's why you see most developers just doing it for all platforms, because they will get more money out of it and better reach. And, I mean, it's more money, so why would you not want to do it? Now, not to say that there aren't some exclusivities, PlayStation or Sony's developers are only going to do it for PlayStation and Xbox is only going to do it for Xbox and uh, Windows now. So yes, exclusivity does hurt unless you're part of that develop developer or publisher and then it doesn't really matter as much. But for the ones that are independent, it does hurt you and it isn't really that great of an idea and it also carries on to VR. Since VR is so new, you don't really want to do just one platform. You want to do as many as you can because it helps build your community, helps build the users that you want that want to play games in the future, especially your future games. And so this is just a bad idea. And I agree with Valve on this one that you don't really want exclusivity because it's just damaging to your bottom line and to your company. And there's a lot of risk involved with that. So yes, I agree. All right. 
looks like Pascal's push has dropped prices for NVIDIA cards. So the price drop for the GTX 980 Ti, 980, and 970 cards are going to be pushed down thanks to AMD and its push to make budget cards actually will work just as well as really expensive cards. It has made NVIDIA shift its business a little bit and has made some of its newer cards price drop. Because the 480 coming out and being around $200 or more, it has really changed the landscape of video cards, especially with VR out and that being really expensive to actually own a unit. It's great to see that cards are coming down in price and there actually are budget type cards that actually can give you really great performance because this is what you want. You want value for your money and sometimes cards are really expensive, especially the 1080 is not a cheap card to get. Great card. I haven't played it yet or used it yet, but I know that it is a great card because NVIDIA does push out a lot, a lot of great cards. So is AMD. I am not either one. I think they're both great companies. I feel like AMD is undervalued a lot because, well, a lot of their missteps, but still, they've been doing a lot better jobs uh, throughout the past couple of years. And this is just another push, especially with their two other cards with the 400 line should be a great time for gaming and just video cards and actually getting budget video cards with really great performance and that's what i like so yes they've been pushed down in price which is great it's not really going to be around the 500 dollars mark anymore it's going to be around the 400 and a little bit below mark which is also great so you can pick up a second card if you actually need a second card Usually you don't. SLI, most game developers don't really do anymore. It, it was kind of big for a while, but I feel like most of them just kind of shy away from it. All right, there was a recent interview with Todd Howard, who is the lead for Bethesda, who makes Fallout and the Elder Scrolls series. And he said that there were a few great things in Fallout 4 and a few terrible things. The combat was great, he said. It worked really well, and they were really happy with it. The dialogue system, not so much. Did not like it, didn't like how it was made, because uh, they went a little bit more of the dialogue circle, which Bioware has done for a while, and so they said it really wasn't that great and changed it in, in Far Harbor. So that's what they said about it. There's a mod where you can actually change that as well. Now, also on that front is that they said they are making Elder Scrolls VI. So the Skyrim Remastered version is kind of like a holdover until they get the next Elder Scrolls game made or at least able to show it off to gamers because gamers really want another Elder Scrolls. I want another Elder Scrolls. I miss Elder Scrolls, but I guess Skyrim will just have to hold us over or the Skyrim Remastered version should hold us over until they actually get, you know, the new Elder Scrolls game out there. All right, EA has detailed the new Star Wars Battlefront Bespin expansion. Yes, it will be in Bespin, and the place is going to take place, that's a lot of places that I said at one time, is Cloud City. Yes, what was made popular by Empire Strikes Back, you will be playing if you actually still play Battlefront. I don't play Battlefront anymore because it wasn't that fun anymore. But you will get two new heroes, Lionel Carizian and an alien character that really didn't become as popular as they wanted it to be in the past. Also a few more weapons, a few more star cards, and that's really about it. So you get a couple maps, you get a couple weapons, a couple star cards, and two new characters. Now, it has more maps, which is great, but in the beginning it didn't have very many maps, which was terrible. And that was just a really bad move for EA. Now they have more. They say the limitations 
of why they couldn't do much is because of Star Wars movie. But seriously, come on, EA. You you had a breadth of lore at your disposal that wasn't part of the new movies, and you didn't really want to use them. Why did you not want to use them? And why was there so few maps? You could have taken almost any of the planets from the old movies and made several different maps and actually made it look or actually feel fresh for a lot longer and then released more new maps along the way. You released a couple new maps, but it wasn't enough for me to actually go, oh, yay, finally, I can actually play more often. There was a few, but most of them were just retreads of the old ones, like the night missions. So I'm not really in favor of that. I just didn't think it was actually the greatest game. I thought they, they really missed the mark on the depth and the breadth of the strategy in Battlefield series, even though DICE makes the Battlefield series, they just kind of missed the mark on that, and they should, probably should have brought that over, but they didn't. And so, that is the unfortunate part of it. Alright, Overwatch has some new news. One, it has 10 million players playing Overwatch, as obvious. Uh, they don't really know where they're getting the data or that if it's more than multiple players having the same game on different consoles or computer, that could happen as well. But there are 10 million players playing Overwatch, which is great. Overwatch is a great game. I love it. It's actually really smooth, really easy to pick up. can be hard to figure out all the new intricacies in each character, but that's a great thing about it. It's easy to pick up, but it has depth which Battlefront was seriously lacking. Easy to pick up, not much depth. So that's one of them. Also, they have new news that there are going to be new Overwatch heroes. They are testing out a new map, which is great to hear because new maps are always great. Plus, with the new heroes, it should be interesting to see what types of heroes they add, what types of uh, player dynamics or team dynamics it will add to it, and how people will react to the new characters as well. Uh, competitive play is on the timeline that they have released and should still be released in late June, so we should see some competitive mode. They said they will be testing it out in like a beta testing to figure out how well it's gonna be play out, but for now, we're actually still gonna get it, which is great because Overwatch is very geared towards esports competitive play. I'm seeing it being very popular for years to come, which is great news because, like I said, it is a really great game. I love playing it when I actually play it. I haven't played it recently because E3's been going on and, well, I've been doing a lot of other things. But when I do get a chance to play it, I love playing it. It's one of those games. Until No Man's Skies comes out and Deus Ex, then, well, I still might play it. But those will take over my life for a little bit as well. Now, E3 2016 has come and gone. And the shows for me were okay. There weren't really that many great moments in E3 uh, press conferences or shows, if you like to call them. EA kicked it off. They had some alright ones. It was mostly, hey, this is what we're working on, and very few demos or gameplay trailers. It was all just very slick and scripted trailers, which is okay, but we all want to see like the gameplay of it. We all want to see what it, actually, how it's actually going to play. Luckily, they did have an hour stream for Battlefield 1, which was great to see the game in action, but they said, hey, we're working on Star Wars games, but didn't really tell us what they were really working on, and kind of kept a little lid on it, and just said, how it's going to be awesome, these games are going to be great, marketing speak. I can always 
you know, see through that because I am part of marketing, so I understand what they're talking about. I'm like, hey, you're not really telling me much. Uh, they did show off uh, Titanfall 2 in the multiplayer and the single player. Yes, single player is going to be standalone. It's not going to be online, which is another great uh, idea for Titanfall because Titanfall, the first one, it was terrible because the single player was part of the multiplayer. And so once players stop playing it, you can't really play the game anymore. And that's kind of where the state it is right now. But that one, uh, Bethesda was interesting. I'm glad to see the Quake is back. I like to see a little bit more of gameplay, but they're like, hey, tune into QuakeCon. I'm like, really, you just went to a conference to say you should tune into another conference to actually see more about this game. Thanks, Bethesda. Thank you. I know that's your conference, but seriously, give us a little bit more. But yes, Quake is coming back. It's great to see it back. It's great to see all these old titles coming back and making a resurgence because we need them back. Quake is a great game, or was a great game, I should say. They also announced they also announced Prey, which is way different from Prey 2. Uh, it is made by or developed by Arcane Studios, which does Dishonored, and so it's not going to be anything like Prey 2, which is kind of a little bit hurtful because Prey 2 looked really awesome, but no, it's more of a uh, psychological thriller than an actual bounty hunter action type game now. So it should be interesting to see if and when it comes out and if it will actually be any good. I'm saying yes, but it's good to see that Prey is back. They also did some updates for Doom and saying that there's going to be new modes. There's going to be a DLC uh, pack coming out, which I'm not in favor of because new maps are only going to be in that pack. And that's never a great idea. But two new free modes, which is more of just classic deathmatch and capture flag type mode so those should be good also updates to snap maps and doing some more uh, modules and more ai routines and also the weapon wheel will be added in there as well so they are supporting it really well which is great to hear doom single player at least was a really great game multiplayer was a little lacking so it's good to see that they're trying to you know beef it up a little bit and make it actually a little bit more enjoyable because there weren't very many maps it got a little boring after a while, and some of the weapons, I think, were a little overpowered, or just people just used it, Gatling gun. Uh, but anyways, yes, they talked about that. Showed some gameplay for Dishonored 2, which was the highlight. I'm really looking forward to Dishonored 2. Such a good game. And that was kind of... That was kind of Bethesda. I mean, they showed off the card game, but I just had no interest, and was like, oh, look, another Hearthstone game. Yay! I'm not trying to get into it. They did talk about Skyrim Remastered, and they talked about the last Fallout 4 DLC, plus Fallout Shelter and some of the new things that's coming to PC as well, and Skyrim Remastered. So they did show some other things, but I mean, like I said, theirs was okay, not the best either, kind of lackluster. Like I said, all these were just a little lackluster. We also had Ubisoft, which was interesting and weird. They celebrated their 30th, so they are now 30. They are now not a young adult anymore I'm pretty sure that's how you classify it I think but yes they aren't a young adult anymore so they are 30 uh, they showed off Watch Dogs 2 even though that was kind of already revealed looks interesting wondering how much they're going <laughs> to degrade their graphics because they do it it's pretty terrible that they do that it's pretty bad you can see the difference between the uh, test footage and the actual game it's pretty degraded quite terribly a lot of their games, especially Rainbow Six Siege, was pretty bad. So they showed that off. 
They finally showed Ghost Recon's Wildlands, and it does look great. It looks interesting. I'm really excited to see where it goes with that. But yes, that is coming out. Like I said, I'm excited to see it. Hopefully, don't grade it too much, but it's Ubisoft, and they might do it. They talked about Just Dance, whatever number it is, but I just actually didn't care about that whatsoever. So yay, Just Dance. Who cares? Uh, they did For Honor as well. Interested to see where that's going to go. But yes, it looks very Dynasty Warriors type game. And that was really kind of all that there was for Ubisoft's press conference. I didn't really notice or care about anything else, but those are the ones that stuck out. We also had the PC Gaming Show, which was one of the better ones. Uh, showed off a lot of great things. Showed off the next game from the developers of Chivalry, which is magic and sword fighting. And it looks actually really awesome also showed off uh, the next part of Killing Floor 2 or the next update with the new character or class which is the sharpshooter new characters which is great they also showed off the last expansion or the biggest expansion to Armor 3 which is Apex also awesome with you know VTOL airplanes and just seeing them fire down on the ground below looks all great looks all smooth Looks awesome. They also had Dual Universe, which was an interesting space exploration MMO, build your own cities, planes, spaceships. So it was kind of like mm, interesting. Don't know much about it. Sort of a trailer for Tyrant, which is pretty good from Obsidian, which should be awesome and interesting at the same time. So there's a lot of great games showed off. Also, AMD showed off. Their uh, new AMD cards, part of the 400 series, which should be really great as well. That was kind of mostly it. They did show off a little gameplay from Deus Ex, which I'm always really appreciative of. Now, there was Microsoft's E3. Not bad. It showed off, showed off an Xbox One S, which is a shorter and slimmer version of Xbox One. And then for next year, Xbox Scorpio, which should be a very beefy console. Should be interesting to see what actually transpires from that. They also showed off customization for your Xbox One controller. So now you can, you know, trick out your Xbox One controllers. They showed off Gears of War 4 and they actually did a gameplay trailer of it, which was great to see. They also did some other little indie games that look very interesting. We the Few was an interesting one as well with taking your pills and reality not really shaping out what it is or supposed to be like that one. Showed off Sea of Thieves, which I said before. Yeah, not really too into it, but interesting. The new Forza game looks awesome as well. Really great. Looks amazing. I'm like, ooh, driving cars. Why not? I don't really do it, but hey, driving cars. Ooh. That was really about it. There wasn't really too much. Now, the Sony one was the most interesting one and surprising one of all. They showed off God of War new game. Yes, there's a new God of War game. I was a little confused about it because God of War is usually more about Greek mythology and Greek culture. And they're moving Kratos into Norse mythology. I'm like, why did you just make a new character? Maybe the young kid is going to be the new character that takes whatever happened to Kratos or, you know, takes the place of Kratos. But we shall see. Like I said, I was... Meh. 
I was kind of wondering about that. And then Horizon, which also looks awesome as well. That actually looked pretty good. Like I said, by far, Sony was probably the little bit better one than the rest of them, only because it seemed like it showed off a lot more robust games that I actually might want to play. Now, the PC one is a really close second because that's where I primarily, you know, play my games. So it was great to see all those new ones. But Sony did take the cake with that one, especially with uh, Kojima's new game. That actually looked really interesting. have no idea what it's about. Benorm Reedus is part of it. Or Daryl from Walking Dead. So they had, the, they had those three games which were the highlight of it. And really the only highlight for me was those three games. The rest of it was kind of like, meh. Ooh, look, the symphony. Awesome. But beyond that, uh, those were the three games that I said. So for me, Sony was eked it out over the PC gaming show. Even the PC game show was really good and it showed a lot of different games that are going to be interesting. The Sony one was a little bit better. Now last but not least, and I really want to talk about this, was Nintendo. They finally showed off the new Zelda one and it looks amazing. This actually could get Nintendo back on the map a little bit and actually people talking about Nintendo because people haven't been talking about Nintendo really at all because the Wii U is the Wii U and no one wants to play it. But the new Zelda looks like more of an open-world actual RPG than earlier versions of Zelda, which was light RPG, but still made it interesting. I wish I had to eat Wii U now only for that game, but like I said before, I will not buy consoles for one game because that's just really bad business and really just not the best way of doing it. So by far, I think Sony, for the games, one in that category for just most surprising I think is was Microsoft with the two new Xboxes especially Project Scorpio with being a very beefy console that was the most surprising for the best like overall show I think the PC gaming show was the best overall best surprise Sony best old games coming back was definitely Bethesda with Quake because I'm happy to see that and just the most gaudy of all conferences, Ubisoft. Seriously, I don't know what they were doing, but I was kind of like, I don't, why are you doing this to me? I don't care. I don't care at all. So yeah, they had the most gaudy. They had some good games, some good portfolios, but it was the most gaudy, really long conference that I was kind of like, why is this so long? You guys just kind of just blew it out of proportion. So Ubisoft, I'm sorry, but get it together. Stop being so gaudy about it. Uh, sometimes I wonder about Ubisoft. But yes, that's what I think about it. Like I said before, I think Sony ekes out over everybody else just because of God of War. Surprise, that was a huge surprise. Then the PC gaming show because of everything that was being announced, especially with the two new cards. And then Microsoft because they showed off two new consoles, especially with their work with any developers. Look great to see as well. So that's my little ranking Sony, PC Gaming Show, and then Microsoft, and the rest of them kind of fall below because they weren't as good as I hoped they would be. But, like I said, it was great to see all of them. It was great to see what games are coming out, what games are hopefully coming out, and all of that fun stuff. All right, we still have gaming deals to go over, and it looks like it's going to be really good. Now, GOG's summer sale is still going on. There's actually a couple good games that you should probably check out. Age of Singularity is half off, which is actually a really good deal. So it's $20 instead of the normal $40. So 
It's a good one to check out. Also, Bro Force is 60% off at $6. You have the Divinity Original Sin Enhanced Edition, which is 20 bucks as well. You also have Firewatch if you're looking for a not very challenging game. It is $14 for that game as well. You also have Battlezone 1998 or 98 Redux, which is 34% off at $13.29. And Prison Architect at 67% off, which is 10 bucks. You got a pretty good list so far there. Steam, not so much. You have, well, you have one game. Killing Floor 2 is a free weekend and 33% off at $20.09. All right, that's it for Gamers Cafe. I'm glad you guys tuned in and follow Digital Coffee at Twitter at DigitalCO770E, Facebook at Digital Coffee, Google Plus Digital Coffee Podcast, YouTube at Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram at Digital Coffee Podcast, Digital.coffee, and I will put my impressions and highlights of E3's shows in the show description below. I only really have two. I'm, just, I'm slowly getting through the rest of them, but I will eventually get them done before the weekend's out. All right, and if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon at Digital Coffee and Join me on Tuesday when we go through the tech news on Digital Coffee. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Later.